Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Friday, October 25th. Asian markets were mixed overnight. The U.S. S&P futures have a mild bid this morning up about three points, and Europe is trading down about 20 to 30 basis points, and these are all of as of uh, 5.20 a.m. Um, so relatively quiet on the macro front overnight, although there was one Reuters article that I think is important talking about how the U.S.-Chinese trade principles are going to be holding a, a phone call today, unclear what time, um, unclear if we're going to get actually any news out of it. Um, but the phone call says that, you know, these are the two sides continuing to negotiate ahead of APEC as they, as they try to agree on this phase one text for Trump and Xi to sign. So China is asking for the U.S. to formally scrap these December 15th tariffs that are due to go into effect. That is the base case assumption. Most investors assume, even though the U.S. has not formally agreed to scrap them, that that will wind up occurring. So, you know, the base case assumption is that phase one will remove the threat of incremental tariffs. China, however, is also asking for the September 1st tariffs that went into effect to be removed as well. So China wants to go back to the way things had been a couple of months ago, whereby the U.S. was only imposing tariffs on about half of Chinese imports, about $250 billion. Um, If that were to occur and the U.S. actually agrees to that as part of this phase one negotiation, that would be a pretty large upside surprise, in my opinion. Um, You know, my base case has been that we're heading into uh, middle Late November, there are four big trade catalysts, of which one is this phase one agreement. We have the Eurozone auto uh, tariff decision. We have the Huawei waiver decision, and then USMCA possibly passing through the House. So if phase one were to were to actually include the removal of some of the existing tariffs, like I said, I think that would be a, a pretty important upside surprise. Um, I don't know if the U.S. would agree to it. I kind of doubt the U.S. would agree to it this time. I think um, giving... Uh, removing the December 15th tariffs, as well as uh, the October 15th tariffs, which were already agreed to be removed. Um, you know, I think if that, I think that is enough that the U.S. were to be offering. If they were to actually agree to remove the September 1st tariffs, like I said, I think that would be um, a pretty big upside surprise. So I still think those four trade catalysts that are coming up should be enough to push, push the S&P to fresh all-time highs. So that's uh, 30-30 or 30-50. I don't think that is a rally to be chased. However, if this phase one were to um, become something more substantial than it than it appears at the time, um, then the then the upside risk I think would be even greater. So that's really the only big important incremental macro story today. Like I said, I don't know what time the phone call is. I don't know if we're going to actually get any news out of it. It's not really a public event. Um, but that's the major macro news. No no real important eco data. No major central bank developments. Um, this Brexit decision, so the EU is going to decide on how long to extend the Brexit deadline. Um, we are going to get an announcement either today or on Monday. It looks like the extension will be until January 31st. However, there may be a caveat that the UK could leave earlier if they were to pass all the necessary legislation. Um, recall yesterday, Johnson requested an election, um, which Jeremy Corbyn did not agree to. So that also is kind of one wrinkle in this whole process. Again, I don't think Brexit is super incremental for the S&P. However, it certainly is in the background and, and is absolutely capturing a lot of media attention. Uh, we should also get a decision on uh, the GM-UAW strike. Um, so GM workers, uh, today is a big day of voting on it. It looks like they will finally approve it. Unclear if we'll get news on that today or over the weekend or on Monday. Um, but certainly um, ending that strike would remove one headwind from economic growth. And then I would just go back to yesterday's flash PMIs that we saw. Um, the international ones were certainly underwhelming, but the U.S. was actually slightly, slightly encouraging. 
um, if you kind of look through some of the details. Again, I think there's a lot, um, you know, there's certainly a lot up in the air and the numbers are still at relatively depressed levels. But the U.S. manufacturing uh, detail yesterday in the flash PMI did have some encouraging details. So that's all the macro stuff. And then and then the real focus is just on earnings. So in the U.S. last night, Amazon was obviously the big focus. Uh, the Q3 itself was actually decent. I know the EPS headline missed, but I think that was because of below the line items. Um, operating income exceeded expectations. Revenue exceeded expectations. A big problem was just the guidance, not only on the operating profit guidance, which is being weighed down by incremental spending, um, primarily because of the one-day prime shipping guarantee, but the revenue guidance also was calling for a relatively large deceleration. So on the call, I thought management did a decent job explaining away some of the revenue decel, talking about the timing of holidays this year versus last year. Um, not only the timing of holidays, but also just the compressed uh, holiday season this year versus last year, as well as the Japan sales tax hike, which went into effect on October 1st. That caused some revenue to be accelerated out of Q4 into Q3, um, as well as just the general law of large numbers, too. So it, I thought on the call they did a decent job just explaining that you know there are some nuances um, and the revenue detail doesn't look as large as it is. And then obviously on the spending front, you know they, they had been warning that this was going to happen. I think a lot of people are relatively accepting of it. Um, so, you know, the stock was down about seven plus percent at its lows. I think it closed uh, the after hour session down about five percent, so a little bit off its lows. Um, you know, that's obviously going to be a big numerical headwind for the S and P, just given its weighting in it. But it looks like the markets are definitely taking in stride. Uh, the other big reports out of the U.S. were were Intel, Visa. Um, I thought Intel was very strong, strong quarter. They raised guidance. The one wrinkle are gross margins, which recall they don't provide guidance for anymore. They only guide on operating margins. The gross margins uh, did come in light. And that was one of the reasons why I think the stock kind of traded off of its highs. Um, out of Europe this morning, a lot of numbers to go through. Uh, Caring, which hit actually midday US yesterday after the European close. Caring was strong. Montclair was strong. Um, so these luxury names in Europe, the luxury consumer names, are still performing very well. So recall uh, uh, LVMH a couple of weeks ago also had pretty healthy numbers. Uh, Barclays was decent as well. Um, so Barclays had numbers out today. Um, FIC was very strong. Investment banking fees were very strong. Electrolux, also another positive name in Europe. The big downside name in Europe is Anheuser-Busch. So uh, underwhelming quarter guidance cut that stocks down about 10% weighing very hard on Staples. Capgemini and Ubisoft are also uh, Eurozone negative reports. Uh, so that is pretty much it for today. Um, as far as U.S. Uh, catalysts are concerned, a uh, handful of earnings reports, Charter, Illinois Tool, uh, VFC, and then Verizon are the big ones out this morning. I mean, again, just for the market, you know, I think the risks are to the upside right now in the near term. I think you can see all-time highs, 30, 30, 30, 50. Um, I think it's more going to be a head fake rally that people should not be chasing. The one caveat being, if you were to see any existing tariffs get rescinded as part of phase one, i.e. the U.S. agrees to take those September 1st ones off the table, um, I think that would be a pretty important upside surprise. I'm not, I'm not assuming that happens. Um, so that is it for today. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening.